The left has gone bonkers. Commentary. From time to time, it's good to flip the radio over to National Public Radio during the day. You won't believe what you hear. I'll give an example, and the show and the person being interviewed doesn't really matter. It's all the same anyway. These people have locked themselves up into a tiny underground bunker and speak only to each other in increasingly frantic and frenzied ways, the crazier the better. The only difference is that there is a speaker inside the bunker, and it is broadcasting outwards to a show called NPR to which you can listen as you drive. The host and guest were discussing the continued political advances of Donald Trump. One assumes that the listeners of the show are utterly mystified by this and need help understanding. So this expert was here to explain. She dipped back in history some 35 years to show how Republicans have learned to feed white resentment against minority advances and thereby also pushed their agenda of tax cuts and deregulation to benefit rich white and male-dominated corporations that gave to political campaigns to keep them in power. That's just the beginning of this tall tale. I know. You have heard this song and dance countless times and don't need the whole rigmarole repeated here. But actually the tale grew weirder. Next, she said, the Republicans fired up Christians into believing that their country is being profaned and stolen. Recruiting uneducated blue-collar workers was next, and that was easy because, well, they don't know better. So on it went down this bizarre rabbit hole. There was never any pushback on this increasingly unhinged rant. Then she got to her key point. Today, she said, the Republican Party has been taken over by Christian nationalists, white nationalists, and the partisans of outright dictatorship. Therefore, she said, no partisan of democracy could ever allow them to take power. You see how this works? In order to preserve democracy, we must stop its operation called the Trump campaign and everyone who supports it. Otherwise, in a mere year from now, America will become a dictatorship ruling a theocratic and racialist regime that will look like some dystopian novel and everyone at NPR will be rounded up and put in concentration camps. Okay, she didn't say that last bit, not that I know of. She might have. I wouldn't know because I turned it off. I couldn't stand it anymore. How much are you paying for this? It depends on who you ask. The budget is half a billion and some 10 to 12 percent come from direct and indirect grants from taxpayers, which is an outrage in itself. NPR is constantly correcting people who say it is state radio, but if they don't like being called that, why not give up their precious $40 million completely? Funding aside, the programming is bonkers. And who listens? It's hard to say. The academic class, for sure and some high-end workers in secure jobs in large cities no doubt it's nearly an entirely white audience, based on the demographics of what is called progressivism. The irony is rich, white elites trashing everyone else in order to retain power in the name of opposing white supremacy. The lady I heard being interviewed could not give anything like a coherent explanation for why at least half of voting Americans believe as they do. She seemed mentally incapable of it. Instead she preferred maniacal explanations of how it is that someone she utterly despises could be so popular. Let me ask you this. 
When was the last time you spoke to anyone who flat out called themselves a white nationalist or Christian nationalist who favors dictatorship? Honestly, I cannot say I've ever heard such a comment, certainly not said seriously. Probably there is someone somewhere who believes that way all the adherents of this ideology nationwide could probably fit in a golden corral all-you-eat buffet, but there is someone somewhere who believes anything you can name. To say that this is not the ethos of the average Trump voter is unbearably obvious. Anyone holding such views would be instantly shunned at any normal event in this country, including rodeos, wrestling matches, or county fairs. Such opinions are considered nuts. Same goes for whatever is called white nationalism. The idiots who rallied in Charlottesville in 2017 called to unite the right, but they were hooted down by every red-blooded American and their preposterous movement, which was probably a front in any case, fell to shreds instantly and never reappeared. Same goes for the idea that hate movements are spreading across America. Those who want it to be so have resorted to smearing regular people who just want to live in peace. A great example is the group Moms for Liberty, which, as it turns out, is made up of moms who want liberty. And yet they have been targeted by myriad activists and tech companies as the enemy of the moment. Lacking any evidence of their delusions in real life, the far left, which has become the default center-left, has to simply make it all up. That's exactly what they have done with their understanding of the hundreds of thousands who showed up on D.C. on January 6, 2021. Those people were protesting not just fishy elections but the whole corrupt system of government. Protesting like this is an act of faith in the system, a belief that it can change. It has nothing to do with insurrection, despite the fevered imaginations of the DNC elite. The prattle you get daily and hourly on NPR is just a complete smear of just aspirations of patriotic Americans who are fed up with their whole system of government and media plus much more besides being run as if it is the private possession of the 1% of Ivy-educated mega-privileged elites who are plotting daily to take away the rights and liberties of everyone else. Simply put, these put-upon souls want their lives and country back. In that sense, it is not that complicated really. No mass of people anywhere like being ruled with a hegemonic iron fist by highly rarefied mucky mucks who traffic in fraud, smears, manipulation, and censorship. This is an untenable situation. Is it any wonder that many of these people are attracted to the guy who the elites despise the most? Doesn't surprise me in the slightest. It should not shock anyone who knows something about the history of government and the stratification of social power. In fact, if you want to know why the Trump movement exists, just have a listen to NPR any day of the week. These people are trying too hard to manufacture some rationale for the continuation of unlimited power by woke vaggard. The trouble is that this worldview has lost anything resembling consensus among the public, the world over. Their climate change agenda is collapsing as protests by farmers and consumers explode all over Europe. The EV market is dying both in Europe and the United States and narrowing to only urban commuters in warm climates. ESG investing is a proven loser. DEI had hit the skids in universities and the corporate world. The bureaucracies have all screwed up in the most spectacular way imaginable during COVID. 
Even the public schools are seriously on the ropes. Everything about the NPR-slash-Word Economic Forum agenda is in deep trouble in terms of public opinion. And this is precisely why the propaganda at NPR is getting ever more extreme. They are daily airing psychopathology masquerading as punditry. It has lost the ring of truth, and so they are enemyizing vast amounts of the public they once sought to persuade. It strikes me that they cannot be long for this world. Their only hope at this point is to hold on to power through any means possible. It's they who don't believe in democracy. Indeed they fear it more than ever, and in every respect. They are against it in politics, but also in economics, education, culture, and media. Democracy means competition and consumer choice whereas they want cartel-based control. That control is slipping away day by day. The big issue facing institutions like NPR and the New York Times, and this pertains to Google and Facebook and every other stalking horse for woke ideology and government power, is the gradual demoralization of the staff. They have replaced true belief with a growing cynicism. They know they are lying but cannot see a way out. Time will come when they will all flee before it's too late.